No Green Eggs and Ham, a podcast about nothing and everything. It's not a show where I take jabs at the infamous Dr. Seuss, but where I tell stories, share some writings, and dive into topics like art, weird inventions, pop culture, and anything having to do with cubby-wubby room-room tea. throw on some clothes, grab a coffee, and ignore your responsibilities as you listen to the just okay sounds of your host, me, Sam I Am. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, who are you? Your daughter, Sienna. I have a daughter named Sienna? I have a rock. Do you need me to throw it at you? (laughs) Wow. Getting violent right off the bat. So yesterday you asked to be on my podcast. And why was that? No reason. I just wanted to try something new. Okay, that's good. Do Sometimes. we like to try new things in this family? Sometimes. Sometimes. I think most times. Most times. Would you call yourself a creative person? Yes. Uh, any toilet paper roll or a scrap I see, I usually make something into it. That's very true. In fact, we have tons of supplies all over the house that are just randomly turned into things <laughs> what's your favorite thing to, to uh, work with um the easiest thing is pipe cleaners though we usually don't have them in the house because i use them right away so i like to work with pipe cleaners a lot yeah what else fabric's also easy yeah, but that's fairly new for you. Yes. So before fabrics and before pipe cleaners, what was your favorite thing to, to work with? Toilet paper roll. <laughs> I would literally try to use little toilet papers. Though I would try to fake the potty sometimes just to get the toilet paper roll empty. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> new revelations coming out on this podcast. It's called a waste of paper. I don't know if you know, but we were in a pandemic last year, and toilet paper was hard to come by. Yes, I stopped that. Oh, okay. That's that's nice of you. So, what are some of the favorite things that you do creatively? Like, you like to write, and you like to draw, you like to build things and create little habitats. What's your favorite thing out of all your projects? Actually, it is creating little habitats. I like to make stuff out of nature and see if I could... Well, here's one. I've been trying for the longest time to make a boat out of leaves. It never works. Never. Why? Well, the leaves usually, when I stick some sticks in to support it, they fall apart. The sticks fall apart? No, the leaves The leaves. So you need tougher leaves, maybe? Yes, or bigger ones. Yeah, we don't have a lot of plants with thick leaves here, right? I mean, maybe in the garden you can find a couple from um, one of the squash plants or something. Maybe. Maybe. That, or maybe we'll have to go to one of the preserves around us and find something. Yes. Hydrangeas are kind of strong, though they rip easily. And they're also smaller. 
I was thinking more like a lily pad type of uh, size. Well, we don't live in a in a, in a tropical climate, climate, so we need to can't name palm leaves. That would be probably perfect. Palm yes. leaves. Maybe we'll find uh, some nice house around here and just run over there during the night and grab a leaf and try not to get shot. Now who's being vicious? <laughs> so, now you know that I'm a writer. The people on here know that I'm a writer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Did a whole podcast about it? <laughs> yeah, I've done quite a few. Uh, or I've mentioned it, you know, more than uh, more than twice. But do you like to write? Yeah. Yeah? Well, tell us about it. I like to write little short books because usually during the short books, Bella calls me and says she wants to play with me, so I really don't have an option when I'm going to finish. Bella's always wanting to do something else. So that's why you do short stories? That way you have enough time to finish them before Bella calls upon you? Yes. Because it is very short when she does it. That's very true. So how many books have you written? At least 20. At least 20 books? I have a whole bin of them. Here I am, just finished one. Out of how many years has it taken me? And you did 20 in what? Two years? One year-ish. <laughs> so you're, you're quite accomplished, as it were. Yes. And you also do your own drawings, is that correct? Yes. So these are visual books, right? Mostly. Would you call them like comic books, or what would you classify them as? I do have words on one page, like regular chapter books. Though sometimes I do have like sound effects on the page. Okay. You mean written in sound effects? Mm-hmm. Like kapow and blammy? Blammy. <laughs> So they're not really, um, this is basically just picture books. Basically. Okay. And how many pages are they usually? Like, on, on average, how many pages per book? Eight to twelve. Eight to twelve. And they're, they're pretty creative. So what you'll do is, will you start with the pictures or will you start with the story? I would start with the story and do the pictures with... The story. You mean as you go? Yes. So you don't you don't write out the whole story first. You write out a page, then do the picture, then go on to the next. Yes. Okay, but do you have a general idea in your head while you're working on the book what the beginning and end is going to look like, or does it kind of go kind of comes out as you go? Sometimes it comes out as I go. Sometimes the reason I write the book is because I was inspired with a story from playing with. Lego dragons or something else. And what's your favorite, like, characters to work with, would you say? Definitely dragons, because it's always interesting to find out the secret life of a dragon. Yeah, but you're creating the story, so you kind of know the secret life of a dragon. Exactly. (laughs) And so, do you just work with dragons? No. I've written one or two books about a fairy. It might have been the same fairy. I can't remember. But I mostly write books about movies. Because I think if there's only like one movie that I know of, and it starts from a certain lifetime, 
I always wonder what happened before the movie was made and what they were doing back then. So kind of like a prequel story. Exactly. So an origin story, as it were. Yes. That's interesting. And so you basically use what you know about the story as it is as seen on a movie or a television show. And then you kind of use those facts and then create from that kind of coming up with a depiction of what their life would be before that moment in time in that movie or, or whatever, but using some of like the characteristics inside of it. Is that what you're doing? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Don't get shy. <laughs> she has a, a thing with getting compliments just like her dad. So when you're writing these and, and illustrating you're coming up with the concept as you're going, and in some cases, do you find it easy to keep flowing through the book, or do you have do you come up with like blocks, or you know, do you have to think about it a little bit? Is it is it hard for you to to, to go to the next page, or is it easier? It gets easier in some cases when I know a little bit more about the person, but then again, there. I get a lot of roadblocks or writer's blocks. So how long does it take you from beginning to end of a, of a single book? Sometimes it takes me about five minutes. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not really a roadblock. With a regular roadblock, maybe it takes me a half an hour-ish. Okay. To, to think it through, or do you just step away? What do you do in the process of, of hitting a roadblock? Well, in some cases, I try to think back. Like, when it's a movie or TV show, I try to think back into what I've already seen. But when it's something that I was just playing with, I usually go back to that, hopefully getting ideas or just reviewing my story. Okay. So, far. so you don't step away, you stay with it, and you try to push through the, the block. Yes. Interesting. And you find that works. Usually it does. Sometimes I just don't write the book for a while because I'm still stumped. Okay. But, but you never go more than a day without finishing the book. Is that correct? I have a few books that I've just forgotten about because I did. I got so stumped I just didn't finish them. Hmm. For example, one of them was Skimmer. It was a story about a little dragon. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to end it off. And I did not want to do anything gross like weddings. Right, that's gross. It is gross. So I really got stumped because I didn't know what could happen next. Or if I would just end the book there, cut off all the pages that I didn't do. Okay. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) What's up? You shy? No. Okay. What were you thinking of? See, she has her dad's ability where if you're in a conversation, sometimes you're thinking of ideas. It doesn't, it's not like you're trying to be rude. It's not like you're actually like trying to think of things, 
but things just pop up in your head. Did you have one of those moments? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what did you do? What just came in your mind? I'm curious. I was thinking that maybe I should get back to Skimmer because right now I really don't have anything to do but read the second of the Mysterious Bandic Society. Mm-hmm, that we just got into, that's correct. We just finished that series a couple weeks ago, right? Yes. And you really enjoyed the series, so you started reading the books as well. Yes, I just finished the other book a night or two ago. Mm-hmm. And so you're moving on to the next one, or are you going to start a different series first? I am going to move on to the second one. I've actually gone pretty far into the book already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this little girl loves to read. How many books do you think you've written? You've read, I mean, not written. By by yourself, not when you're younger and mommy would read to you. Because there was a summer we did the 100 book challenge, and I think you did about 1,000 books that summer. Yes. But uh, what, like how many do you think you've read in like the last year? I read the whole bookshelf. The whole bookshelf that we have. So you would say how many books? I don't know, up to maybe 1,000 books in there even though it doesn't seem likely yeah i don't think we have a thousand books in there when we did the thousand book challenge that was for the library so we had books that we're checking out but here we probably have like a total we probably have close to a thousand books but then that includes like picture books you know for your sister books that we had when you were younger that both of you have grown out of but how many chapter books have you written or read this year a lot. I say about maybe every chapter book we own. That's in your level. Yes. Well, a little bit above your level, but... Definitely above. <laughs> Definitely. All right. All right. Easy. So, okay. That's a lot of books. Yes. But you've also read some of them multiple times. Apparently, I usually do that. Apparently. And usually it's ten times before I move on to the next book. Is it just because you enjoy it so much? Because sometimes I look for different things that I didn't notice before, like little sneak pictures in the book, or details that I didn't see before. Okay. Yeah, grown-ups do that, but with, like, television shows. <laughs> but you do it with books. Okay, so what's your favorite book series so far that you've read? My favorite book series is either Phoebe and Her Unicorn or The Mysterious Bandic Society. That's interesting. Is it just because it's new and fresh? Because no. Phoebe and the Unicorn, there's, I mean, they have what, like 13 books or something? 13 books out of the 13. Yeah, so it's a set of 13 where Benedict Society only has, what, five, six? I'd say about five. But you've only read one and a half. So you would put Benedict Society on the same level as Phoebe and Unicorn? Yes, because I like that it's a long book and it takes me longer to read Mm. than my others. That's true, it is a longer book. Because Phoebe and the Unicorn is maybe 100 pages each. It takes me an hour to read to yeah. a half of an hour for the Phoebe and her uniforms. Yeah, because the, the typing is, is is larger and the books are shorter. But Benedict Society, how long did that take you to do the first book? 
About a week or two. Yeah. Just because it was, what, 400 and something pages? Right? Yeah. Might have been 500. Maybe. <laughs> so, what was your favorite book, let's say, before Phoebe and the Unicorn? Like, what, what was your favorite series growing up? I am. I know you're up. growing up. <laughs> I mean, before you were eight. Okay. Um, before the Phoebe and the Unicorn, I don't really know. There was one, though, book I read a lot because apparently it's the only one that I would have been picking out at the time. Yeah. So, before the Phoebe and her unicorn, I had the full, I, before I had the full series, I had only one of them, so I never knew there were more except for, I think, one time I read the second one. Okay. So, I really didn't pay any attention to that. Okay. So, my mom, for like special occasions, she would give me these Tinkerbell books mm. that were tiny comic books, perfect for my size and age at the time. And I would just love that. Yeah. I had four or five of them. Mm. And the secret is. They're littler than the books that are in the same series that are bigger. Right. Do you mean the Tinkerbell series? Yes. And the Tinkerbell series had kind of followed a little bit of, like, the the movies that we saw? Yes. So that was only, like, a few of the movies. They had big events, too, like the Pixie All Games. Wasn't a movie. Might have been at one time. Not that I know of, though. And I just like to read it because nobody else has seen it unless they had read the book. Interesting. So if you could, there are people that have kids that listen to the show. If you could suggest a book series for, let's say, your age, so that would be going into fourth grade, what would that series be? Um... I do not know. I liked The Little House on the Prairie. That okay. is definitely something that will take you a long time to read. Not just because it's a kind of thick book, though because the words are tiny. Tiny tiny lettering on the pages, yeah. So Little House on the Prairie. What about for like fantasy? What would be your favorite fantasy suggestion to give to somebody? Well, Phoebe and her unicorn has a ton of fantasy in it. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, that kind of genre. Yeah. Okay. But something else would be... um, Actually, I don't know. No problem. Okay, so let's do a little bit of a lightning round. Okay? That means I'm just going to ask you simple questions and should only have simple answers. They're like like this. What is your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite game to play? I like Taiho Cherio, though. We haven't yeah. had that in <laughs> years. years. <laughs> What's your favorite video game? Zelda. Zelda. The Wild. Okay. 
Um, what is your favorite activity outside? Creating things or rock climbing. Rock climbing. We have a t- giant rock in the back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Climb. I don't know if I'd call that rock climbing. That's that's a different sport. It's more like boulder. Get on top of. It's very hard. Some of the sides are very, very hard to get up. Well, especially on a hot day when it's burning outside, right? Because the rock starts to burn too. No, it's just that some of the sides don't have legends. I'm talking about when it's too hot. Is it fun to get on there when you're in shorts? Yes. And sit on it when it's boiling hot? Yes. Yes? All right. Because it is fun to bring ice cubes out there (laughs) and make water. Favorite place to go? Coney Island Aquarium. Really? Yes. Wow, that was quick, too. I wasn't sure that that would be the place. I thought maybe a park around here or something. That's interesting. That's Why Coney Island? Well, it's just special to me yeah. for some reason, randomly. Also, it's because might be because we've been there for like every single of my birthdays except yeah. for last year. It's been a tradition. Yeah. Well, no, we were there last year. No, we weren't. Have you forgotten already about COVID? Yes, I did. No, we didn't go last year. No, we didn't. The, All right, chill out. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't open. Person. It wasn't open. All right, let's not get too panicky because you're redlining the <clears throat> the program. Really? <laughs> it means the microphone gets too hot. Okay, so next to Coney Island, let's say around here, where's your favorite place to go? Um, around here, I like to go um, maybe just my aunt's house because she has a pool that's really fun to dive in yeah last time we went there she had a spider collection on her steps there's a day long legs a flower spider a regular spider that a house spider and so on there's like six day long legs that i could find i spent my whole time almost all in the deep end yeah just to stay away from the spiders they creep me out. Weren't they just floating in the water, so they were probably dead? Or were they hanging out on the side? Don't give me that look. We couldn't use the steps. <laughs> okay. That doesn't answer my question, but we'll move on. <laughs> okay. They were all on the steps. Got it. All over. What do you like about the area you live in? It is very quiet mostly. We have a giant road for roller skating and bike riding. Yeah. Is really lucky. Also Do you like our city? Yes. What what do you like about our city? The schools are closer. They're pretty close to where we live, yes. But and it's really not a panicky city. There's nothing really that goes wrong. No tsunamis or volcanoes. <laughs> no, 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 no disasters like that. No. And even a sharks. We have sharks around here. Yeah, I'm sure that they would just waltz on the beach, right? <laughs> There's sand sharks on our shores. Not that I've seen. I well, mean- yeah, because they're on the sand and they're not going to be in two feet of water. Again, don't give me that look. <laughs> sand sharks. Sand sharks are native to our area. 
Yes, so they aren't on the beach. I didn't you say they're on the beach. You, you said, said they are on the You brought the up sharks. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So they hang out, but not where you're you're going to be. They're more out in the sound. I've heard there has been great white, great shark, great white sharks spottings, and many others like Makos and Thrasher. Thrasher sharks, Thrasher sharks. Yes. Not around here. Those are more tropical, I think. Mako and Thrasher, but there have been great white sightings, just not in our area. That's more out east. No, really. I think it. What's that thing that Zoe goes to that has super high waves? Oh, Mama Jones Beach? Yes, Jones Beach. That has had a lot of shark sightings during COVID. Well, okay, yes. There have been shark sightings during COVID because it, it seems like there was less popu- you know, uh, less pollution in the water, less people in the water. So I think sharks took advantage of that fact. And I think a lot of wildlife actually took advantage of you know people being stuck at home for a few months but i mean for the most part no one is being eaten by sharks at jones beach yes i was just saying that there has been a lot of great white shark sightings at jones beach apparently i guess we should have talked with uh cousin mike about or michael about this i should have had him on here well because he loves stories about sharks (laughs) <laughs> you guys never tell us anything. What do you mean never tell you anything? It's people that have heard the podcast. We did an episode, Mike and I. I know. About you guys sharks. Were stuck in a car. Yeah. For an hour. It was 20 minutes. An hour. <laughs> it was, I have proof. <laughs> There's a recording. <laughs> it was 20 minutes. Yeah, but you still edit the stuff not in the car yes you do no i don't (laughs) all right this isn't about me it's about you okay so coney island and your aunt's pool which she's gonna be very thrilled about that 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 came in at number two (laughs) behind coney island so you made her day um but what about parks around here because we have lots of parks. And I'm talking about the parks, the preserves, not just the ones you play at, but like like Shoe Swamp, Bailey's Arboretum, the planting fields. What do you think, out of those parks, or all the parks that we have, Morgan's Island, or not Morgan's Island? Yeah. Is it Morgan? Yeah. yeah. What, what would be your favorite? Well, at least one of my favorites would be Shoe Swamp. Because I like seeing swans there. Yeah. It's the only place I know of around here where you can see real life swans. Yeah, they're big too, aren't they? Yes. And there's they're, only two of them. Yes. Their names are Siri and Apple. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Apple came from. Mommy decided it. Okay. Right. And Siri was a swan I named a long time ago. And I don't think she was around here. Though it. The swan just reminded me of her, because they all look the same. Right. And so I just named her that. Okay. So Shoe Swamp would be one of your favorite parks. But one of. I don't think you have any that you don't like, honestly. Right? no. No. You would go anywhere. Like, you love Garvey's? Yeah. Because you did camp there. That was fun this year. 
Yes, it was. We threw sticks. Nice. Good, <laughs> Good to know. Well, that was uh, basically what I wanted to talk about. Just find out a little bit about you and what you've been working on and what you like to do. Any any recent projects? Let's talk about that. Any recent projects you're working on or something you're about to start? Y- yes. Okay. Remember how I mentioned making boats out of leaves? Yes. I've started to want to plan, actual plans to make that. So are you going to draw them out? Yes. Okay. And are you going to base it on a certain type of leaf or just a generic leaf? I will do a test with leaves. Okay. And the leaf that completes the test on water flotation, not having rips easily, and I don't know, straw. Just regular things. Durability. Yes, their ability. I am going to see which one wins. Okay, so you're going to test a bunch of leaves. Yes. That's a good idea. If you, and what about different sticks, too? Yes. I'm sure this is very, very interesting for people. Different sticks, different leaves. <laughs> it's my fault, I said. <laughs> okay, so that's that's a project. What about anything that you've you've been working on? That not Not something you're planning to work on, but something you've been working on. I've been working on stronger Lego structures. Okay. Yes. I do notice that they are getting stronger. As you were a child, younger, I'm sorry, excuse me, younger and you build things, they'd be quite rickety and uh, easily broken. But uh, you have been getting better at reinforcing your walls, right? (laughs) Relax. (laughs) It's not an insult. And it's not just really with Legos that I've actually been working on. Yeah. I've also been working on some Jenga pieces. Yeah. Yes. I've tested a ton and tried to make structures. One thing that I did not know. They are slippery or than most Jenga pieces. I see. They have paint on them. <laughs> okay. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> okay, that's a no. Well, thank you so much for being on this uh, crazy show. You're crazy. <laughs> that's why I said it's a crazy show. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Did you have fun? Great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, people that are watching this. (laughs) Not watching, they're listening. Whatever. (laughs) Okay, all right. See you, not see you. That was my lovely daughter, Sienna. She's so creative, so talented, and just loves working with everything. I mean, she just, like she said, she takes scraps and and turns something uh, or builds something out of them. And we have several pictures of, of like, her work. And I have her artwork as well as her sister's artwork all over my wall where where I'm speaking right now. And uh, she has this really uncanny ability to turn a, a little parcel of land a little patch 
into like a habitat for fairies and for her imagination. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing to experience and be a part of. And just such a pleasure to uh, be her father. So I'm sure she'll be on again later on um, at some point to advertise or, or brag about how many more books she's written than her father. That was lots of fun. But uh, thank you, Sienna, for, for doing this. It was my pleasure. And I wanted to give a, a special shout out to a new supporter of the podcast. Uh, somebody has contributed to, to the top tier. If you go on to nogreeneggs.com and go to the support section, you can find a link to actually support the podcast. And uh, there's actually two ways you can do it. One through anchor.fm. They have their own uh, thing that uh, allows you to support right through there. And then I also have a, a Patreon, uh, No Green Eggs podcast. And... Um, on Patreon, I'm going to start uh, putting some behind-the-scenes content and some uh, other stuff. And on there, you actually will be able to uh, earn prizes and stuff like that, depending on on uh, your level of generosity and um, or your level of contribution, not generosity. And all of it, seriously, anything you do is is uh, generous. Um, I've always said just sharing this with other people is a big deal. Leave me a comment or review on Apple. Um, or a comment through nogreeneggs.com in the comment section, send me something. And, uh, you know, it, it all helps out. I, I, I've been getting a lot of good feedback. And, uh, you know, we're continually trying to move this uh, forward in a, in a big way. So um, your support is, is really, really great. Uh, really, it's really great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to express. But um, thank you, Rachel from New York. Uh, fantastic I'm so happy to, to have you as a supporter and um, I'm glad that uh, you find some you know entertainment from from this ridiculous podcast um, about nothing I'm so happy that <laughs> yeah you're you're liking it and uh, yeah that's it so um, like subscribe review uh, pretty soon I think we're gonna be on a couple other platforms and um, I want you to go ahead and check out a new podcast called Better Than Nothing with Gavin and Seamus. It's also on the anchor.fm platform. Uh, You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, everywhere you find No Green Eggs. And follow my friend Tom, who started Pit Stop Pioneers. Uh, I think he's almost done with uh, publishing the first podcast, which happens to be with me in it. So check that out, Pit Stop Pioneers, Better Than Nothing with Gavin and Seamus and thank you so much for taking the time oh see you not see you this has been another episode of No Green Eggs editing is done by Eovino Consulting producers for the show are me myself and I The musical director is Donnie Ronaldo, who wrote and performed the theme song on a guitar that I gave him because I don't know how to play. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're using to listen to us ramble on about nothing and share the podcast with your friends. You can also send us a message or submit a question through nogreeneggs.com or by emailing us at nogreeneggspodcast.com at gmail.com.